Well, good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. Welcome to episode number 46 of Smoking and Toasting. This is the show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz, my co-host, the always lovable and esteemed Mr. Ian Barry. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I love hearing about myself. Yeah, it's nice to get complimented every <laughs> once in a while, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, so, wow, what a day. First of all, I uh, want to let you know that we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Avenue in Houston, although they will have new locations soon, and we'll be telling you about that as it goes. We will be broadcasting live from B&B in uh, the next few weeks. But today we are excited because we're live at a place that I'm actually uh, walked into for the first time a little bit earlier, even though we've hung out with the guys from here a little bit before. Uh, it's Man Cave uh, Cigar and Tobacco Lounge in uh, League City, Texas. Yeah, we actually had uh, Alan on last year. Yes. Uh, one of our guests today, we actually had him on last year as a segment when we went to the uh, Whiskeys of the World event. Right, which was a fun event. And from what I understand, uh, that was one where like, there was a cigar sponsor, somebody that but bailed last minute, and Alan and the boys from Man Cave like, jumped in and saved yeah, the they're event. They're like, we so, got this, yeah. and then came in on their capes and saved the day. It was and pretty it, amazing. It was at that time we said, we're coming out to do a show uh, live from your place. <laughs> and I love this place. I mean, we'll be asking Alan a little bit about you know its origins and all of that, but the first thing you notice is the sheer size of the humidor. Yes, it's, yeah. that's a really pretty humidor, too. Yeah, it, uh, it looks... Looks very well stocked. We'll be exploring that a little more uh, as we go. And then uh, we also have a special guest who's going to be here today uh, from Oliva Cigars, Mr. Trenton Smith. And I'm excited because I'm a big Oliva fan. Oh, and, I love the Oliva uh, Cigars. And he's actually already given us one of the, the Master Blend, the Master Blend 3, which I haven't had one of these uh, in a while. You are already lit, sir. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the... I am... Uh, I am- Beer in hand and cigar is already going. Thoughts on the uh, cigar, your first... Uh... Well, so uh, um, the pre-light sniff on this is really nice. Very earthy, very leathery, very mm-hmm. um, kind of, yeah, just earth tones. The draw on this, I use a punch. I always default to a punch. You're unless a punch it's, man. Yes. Yeah, unless it's, uh, unless it's you know not open enough, but the pre-light draw on this is almost effortless. And mm-hmm. same thing, more, more leathery notes and a little bit of, little bit of pepper and spice in it. Which is also evident in the initial light on this cigar. Now, that's as far as I've gotten You're so only far. about an eighth of an inch uh, in on that. Right, so. right. And this looks like it's going to be a pretty long burn cigar, too. Well, that's so. good, because we got a lot of show ahead of us. We're going to be sampling some really interesting beers today. Uh, the Sierra Nevada Sidecar Orange Ale is out. I've never even heard of that. The, it, it, uh, it blew me away when I first saw it. it must so be we'll brand be new. Sampling that, I believe it to be brand new. It's another of these pale ales that's brewed with uh, fruit that are it's so prevalent right now. It seems to be the big craft beer trend. And uh, so I saw it and I was like, well, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, that's a go-to for me. So let's uh, let's give this a try. You know, for years, I found myself saying I don't I don't really like beer with fruit. Now I don't like to add fruit into beer. Yes, but some of these like that are brewed with the fruit, like you know, one of my favorite go to beers right now is that uh, uh, Revolver Blood and Honey, which is oh, blood orange and honey. Yes, that isn't is that a delicious? delicious. Beer? Mm-hmm. Way too drinkable for its seven plus percent. Do you realize we reviewed that on the first show? That's so funny. The and it show, just became available one. a couple yes. months ago here. That's right. I used to have to drive. Up to Dallas and visit my friends to get that one. Uh, so we'll be doing the uh, Sierra Nevada Sidecar Orange Ale. We also will be doing one 
that you brought to my house left in my refrigerator and somehow it is still unopened and was able to be uh, brought along for the show I, today. I got your message about the Merry Monks, by the way. I guess I'll have to bring another one to Yes, a, you will. I, I drank show. the Merry Monks. The Weyerbacher Merry Monks is a beautiful beer. We'll review that in a, in a future show. But I was able to bring two beers that you left behind in my house. The J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale 2001 mm-hmm. Limited Edition and the Dogfish Head Higher Math which is apparently a 20th anniversary beer. And I have never tried that. They say on the label something about it's like a piece of cherry chocolate cake made into a beer. (laughs) So we'll have to be be checking that out. And it's called Higher Math. Yeah, Higher Math. We were going to be sampling a rum that I brought along, but then I remembered as I was uh, driving to Man Cave that uh, our buddy uh, Chris Hart, from Houston Whiskey Social was going to be here, and I was like, "Oh, I, I bet, I bet he will have something interesting with him." He always and does. And sure enough, it looks like uh, it looks like he does. Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. This uh, is a regular hangout for you, isn't it? Uh, this is uh, almost a weekly hangout. Yeah, we, this is where we did all of our, uh, you know, people in the Olympics. They train for the whole year, leading up to the Olympics. Well. Our annual whiskey social. This is where we spend our weekly training, training sessions. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And yes, I did bring a few uh, goodies. Stuff that's not available here. Um, stuff that's definitely worth drinking. So I, oh, we, we, we brought a few things. So we may be doing a few multiple spirits tastings. Oh yes, and we've got plenty of time. Okay. And there's a place to lay down in the back. If you <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So we're looking forward to that. Now we haven't been in yet, and we will maybe during one of the breaks of the show we'll go in and uh, and take a look at the at the private the members area. But oh, I did too see late. it has I, its I already own. went back. Oh, you already yeah, back there? Yeah, I totally went back so there and searched think? it out. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's totally yeah. cozy. The lighting is awesome. It's twenty four seven. I mean, it's one of the only lounges in this area that are. 24-7 and just absolutely gorgeous. I, I love this whole thing. I mean, it's it, the, the idea that, because I'm one of those weird people who works in the middle of the night. Uh, so I would love the idea to be able to bring the laptop, set up in the uh, cigar lounge, smoke away. You know, maybe it's a rainy night. You can't really be outside and smoke at your house. One thirty to 4.30 Yes, exactly. That, then, you know, that's when I send you emails. <laughs> in this area, there's tons of... Uh, Shift workers, you know. Yes. And there's actually a guy, a great guy, great whiskey drinker, too. He drinks a lot of Laphroaig. Uh, this guy, Brian, he's, he works in India, but he spends a lot of time here. And when he's here, he's up here doing work in that room, you know. I love it's it. Just, it's just a great place to do, whether you're here for work reasons or not, it's, it's a fantastic hangout. Yeah. Uh, already loving the vibe of this place. And I've noticed, by the way, that it's just got a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, like, uh, sort of a patriotic kind of vibe to it. There's a big flag up here recognizing U.S. veterans, and that's perfect because I wanted to do something special uh, on the show today, Ian. We've we've talked about this, but not actually on the show. I wanted to do a special toast to America's oldest veteran. His name is Richard Overton, and, and he just uh, and recently Austin. turned 111 no, years old. I thought it was 114. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at. Let Do me the, make sure. Uh, no, I'm looking at. The, I'm looking at info. This year it says uh, it says one eleven. Yeah. Yes, and that uh, guy looking at the Austin American Statesman article. He smokes. A, all he does is smoke cigars all day. Yeah, he credits <laughs> his longevity. You'll love this to God and cigars, and he smokes between twelve and eighteen cigars a day. Oh. 
and he's 111. Cheers, Cheers. to Mr. Overton. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers. America's oldest veteran. That's awesome. Yeah. Hoorah. So, yeah. Uh, 12. I thought I smoked a lot of cigars. I'm mm-hmm. nowhere near 12 to 18 a day. Man, you know, when I get three or four cigars in a day, I feel like I've had a pretty You feel like it's been a good day. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the way it works. So I thought it would be a perfect time to recognize him since I'm looking at the U.S. veterans flag on the wall. And uh, it seems to be a, a really cool part of the vibe. And we'll talk to Alan about that uh, a little bit uh, later on in the program as we get into the whole Man Cave Cigar and Tobacco Lounge vibe. And uh, we'll, of course, be talking with Trenton Smith from Oliva Cigars as well. So... So much going on on the show this week, and Ian, I don't know whether you're, um, you know, I, I, you know. Normally, in this first segment, we talk about things that have gone on in the past week. Obviously, we'll be talking about this cigar, this uh, uh, this incredible and gorgeous Master Blend Three, uh, as we're smoking on the show. Well, rather than talk about something, we here's smoked what's going to happen. But, I am now about an inch into the cigar, or three quarters of an inch to an inch into the cigar, and as soon as we take our set break. I'm going to mm-hmm. go do a whiskey sniff across this table and figure out exactly which one of these goes with this cigar. See? Because yeah. Chris was nice enough to bring one, two, three, four, five, six bottles over here. I think that's, that's just what's on the table. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough to pare it down. Well, so speaking of the whiskey sniff, we don't have all the information together yet. But what spoiler I can alert. tell you, spoiler alert, is that coming in late August, we will be hosting the first annual... Smoking and Toasting Whiskey Sniff event. I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. So here's the way it'll work. It'll be very limited. We're going to do this very small, at least for the first one. So it'll be a very limited thing. You'll buy a ticket. There'll be food provided. You'll get a handful of cigars. We'll have more information on how many and from where as we, as we get this developed. Uh, but you'll have the opportunity to eat and drink. And then when you light your cigar, you pick which cigar uh, out of your you know, selection you're going to smoke. You'll light it up. And then you'll have the opportunity to sniff the whiskeys that we'll have available and then choose which one you want to, to have poured for you to pair with your cigar. That's pretty. That's my method. I've been doing this for years. Well, the, you, you're, the one, you're the guy that invented this, the whiskey sniff, as far as I know. I've, <laughs> never, heard anybody, I've never heard anybody else talk about it. So, uh, so we're really excited about this. We're going to turn this into what we hope is an annual event. So go ahead and you know just write it in pencil on your calendar. Probably last week of August is kind of where we're targeting. But we'll bring you the uh, details as we get a little bit closer. All you have to do is listen to the show or, or check out the Facebook page. And we should remind you, by the way, that if you are not following the show on Facebook, it's a good idea to do because we'll give you a heads up about different things that we may be discussing or talking about that you might find interesting. Plus, Ian likes to post what I call porn, which is photos of cigars and Cigar whiskey. Cigar porn. Yes, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Whiskey porn. So, yeah. so we are uh, excited to be live today at Man Cave Cigars. We're in League City, Texas, and we're going to be back in just a moment uh, with Alan Denny from Man Cave Cigars and Trenton Smith from Oliva, and we'll be talking cigars and all things Man Cave. I love this place. That's the most enormous widescreen. That's hanging over your head. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, you're listening to Smoking and Toasting. This is the show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We'll be back in Smoke Oliva after this. I know how to love, and I 
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is show number 46. My name is Cruz. Uh, we are brought to you by the uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Ave in uh, Houston. And if you, have a, if you have never been there, plan a trip right now, if for no other reason than to have the bacon appetizer. The, the bacon appetizer Because it is, is one of the greatest things that's ever been created on the planet. I'm hoping now that, now that they're our sponsor, we'll actually get enough of that bacon appetizer to get sick of it, but probably still eat it. Well, anyway. until then, we'll be uh, we'll be just talking about the bacon. Have you had the bacon, Chris? I've, I've been there several times. Oh and, and beyond their incredible food, they've also one of the few locations in Houston that actually carries a 50-year-old Glenfiddich. Oh, see, yeah. It is. I mean, their whiskey selection is almost unparalleled well, in a lot of ways. That's all about Jeremiah because he's the bar manager and he's the guy that, that makes it happen there. So very, very, very impressive place. We are at uh, Man Cave Cigars. We are uh, we're doing the show live, and the customer is in, so take care of the customer. We'll, uh, we'll talk Oliva with, uh, with Trenton Smith. Mr. Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, so you are based in the Houston area, is that right? I am. This is actually the closest shop to my house. Oh, so you're nice. here every once in I'm a while. I'm here once in a while. Yeah. Now, uh, Alan told us uh, before the show started that Oliva was actually the first direct account for Man Cave when, uh, when the place first started. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's been about two years now. Yeah. Four. Four? Four? Wow. <laughs> time gone. It flies by, doesn't it? <laughs> So okay, I think we've been doing business with them for three then. For, for about three yeah, years. I think uh, the first year. Well, I will tell you that uh, I love Oliva Cigars. Not only um, do you have a line that I think, I think just everything that I've tried in the line has been good, but you have a couple of things that are personal favorites. I love the Master Blend 3 that I just lit mine. Thank you very much. Uh, and I love, is it the Saison? How do you say the... Saison? Uh, the Saison? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's an incredible cigar. cigar. Find them. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, it's not an easy cigar to find. So what they're happens? Not, they're not made anymore. They're not made anymore. Okay, so that how do you it. how do you yeah. do that? How do you put out an incredible cigar like that and then take it away from us? Well, you know, a lot of things are made for... Uh, like Cigar International, or sure. we make them for other companies. Right. So, uh, but the Master Blend, this is something that started with the Master Blend 1, went to Master Blend 2, uh, which those are very rare to find. And now we're on the 3, and we've got enough tobacco to last for a little while. I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last. Right. And you're, you're right. I don't know that I've seen a Master Blend 2 in quite some time. They're very hard to find. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is, I have had one. It was a great cigar. I think I may like the blend on the three even better. The three is my favorite. Yeah. It's this, I got to tell you, I'm about uh, going on two inches into the cigar, and the flavor is developing into just a wonderful one. Of, it, it's a little. It's, it's going to change as you go through the cigar. You're going to get different uh, spices as you go into yeah, it. Yeah. There's. I like the earthinesses. The, the, um, the um, wrapper on this is just gorgeous, too. This dark chocolatey brown. Yeah, it's uh, a broad leaf. Yeah, it's such a nice feel, too. This uh, light box press on it and everything. Trent, yeah, tell us about the tobacco in the cigar. Is this Nicaraguan? Lajero is what makes the spiciness to it. Yes, yes. And Lajero is the very top part of the tobacco plant, so it's the oldest part of the tobacco plant. And, and is it, that, does it have something to do with how much sun those leaves absolutely. get as well as what makes them more intense and stronger? Yeah, it has to do with how much sun it gets. The morning dew will set on it. It gets all mm-hmm. the weather. It gets all the wind. It gets. Uh, it just becomes more weathered. It's a more robust absolutely. leaf. Absolutely, yeah. This uh, has a little dryness on the aftertaste, almost like a wine or a good 
beer, mm-hmm. you know, good crispy beer. It's kind of nice. You, it's a very complex cigar. Yeah. So that's why you're going to get there's different a lot going on there. The well, yes, that's what I. I've, uh, it's funny because as I've had several cigars this week, I've had several that are just kind of like, you know, from a humidor knock around the yard type cigars, and then I've had a couple of really good ones, including this. And I'm just starting to notice that the the closer together you smoke those the more you tell the difference in complexity between a cigar that's really got a blend that's bringing you a lot of different flavors and and, uh, and a, a more complex experience. And that's where the seasoned veterans come into play, what they can taste and how they can grow the tobacco and mix it to a perfect blend. I mean, that's what there's so many cigars out there that are great cigars, and it really takes a talented palate to be able to come up with a different flavor that is going to uh, uh, different different segments of the industry are going to like it. Does Oliva have one primary master blender, or do you use different blenders to create different cigars? We've got different blenders, but, I mean, it all comes down to uh, Jose, our uh, former owner. We just sold about uh, actually a year ago to Jay Cortez. We're now a Belgium company. Wow. Uh, based in Nicaragua still, but it's been absolutely awesome because nothing has changed as far as uh, – the sales staff or anything uh we are increasing the size of our facility down in nicaragua so that we can put out more cigars we're building a box factory so there's been some really positive changes but yes i mean we do have multiple blenders one of the things that i have always loved about oliva is that it's always felt like that had you wanted to you could have made these cigars more expensive but you've kept them in a more like sort of affordable what i like to call the the sort of middle ground where you you're paying enough that you know you have the expectation of getting a good cigar it's not it's not a, a it's not a discount or a budget cigar but it's also not i mean you could easily some of these olivas that are selling for eight nine dollars could easily be 14 15 16 dollars cigars i think and that's a great segue we do have a new a new brand coming out we've got mm-hmm. a trade show coming up uh, in just under two weeks and it's ipcpr that's the big trade show of the year and we have a new cigar that's been in the makes for quite a while called gilberto and that cigar is going to retail for 650 to eight dollars so again wow. right in that sweet spot and oliva is known for a very good cigar at a at a very reasonable the price series uh series v or series five or whatever it's series v. v yeah series v. yeah that's such a good go-to cigar oh it really is it and really is. we have an extension of that which came out uh probably about five years ago called the Milanio and yes, that is I've just had a, that. It's wonderful just, it's going to be so. a little bit more mild than the V because of that Lajero tobacco which makes the V spicy mm-hmm. is uh, aged additionally uh, to to go into the Milanio and, and we have an Ecuadorian wrapper on the Milanio also so it'll be a little bit uh, less spicy now, I want to come back to this, but I just want to make sure you're not pulling the Milanio off the oh, market. No, like no the, Milanio's, right. the Milanio's staying. Yeah, Breaking my heart. There a, would be riots. I ended up getting a mixed pack of a lot of the uh, uh, Olivas, and those, the Saison and the Milano and a bunch of those were in there. It was such a good really, really selection good. of cigars. Really, really good. Uh, Ian, we, uh, we need to do our first uh, beer tasting in this segment, and so you have been kind enough to pour us all uh, this sidecar, Orange Pale Ale. From Sierra Nevada. Now, I mentioned this at the top of the show. The Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is one of my, like, that's just like a go-to. Like, if you see it, you're like, okay, that'll work. Yeah, that's you always going to work. Uh, always going to work. Always good. 
But uh, curious to see what you think about the, about the orange. Um, the orange smells like orange. It really does. It, like, and it's not blood orange either. This no, is no, like it's orange, orange. orange. Like, yeah. Like right out of like fresh squeezed orange juice orange. Um, it's not as big smelling as like you just stick your face in a bunch of orange juice, but you definitely smell the orange in it. Uh, also, a little bit of that malt and hop mm-hmm. kind of thing. It tastes nice. There's, you it's can not taste a, the it's orange too, sweet. Yeah sweet beer it's a it's a crisp delicious with some orange aftertaste kind of beer it's really there's, nice I like there's it. so much uh work being done right now with beers that have a citrus um vibe to them or are brewed with <clears throat> excuse me with some form of citrus and this is actually i think one of the more pleasant tasting yeah it's more of a crispy kind of orange yes. not a uh, not a uh, not a sweet orange mm-hmm. so it's really nice and it uh, it pairs uh, pairs nicely with the cigar, which again, sometimes the pale ales and the uh, IPAs, I have trouble with them with cigars because that that bitterness kind of transfers to the cigar when I smoke it. This, I have to this say, doesn't have that. It that almost brings out some darker fruit flavors in the cigar mm-hmm. too when I'm smoking the cigar, and uh, and it blends well with the pepperiness of the cigar. It's I think it kinda does. Interesting. I don't know whether Sidecar is a limited release or not, but. Um, I recommend that you uh, that you try some, that you I, get some quickly. So sorry to interrupt. I, I actually I agree with you on the nose. It's very orange, mm-hmm. but on the palate, to me, it tastes more like orange peel. More of that. Yeah, yeah, more like n- not, not zest. more more yeah. a zest as mm-hmm. opposed to straightforward orange juice. Now, uh, still tasty. Uh, any thoughts on we got got mics passed around the table here, uh, Alan Denny and Alan Alan took off to. Take care of a customer, which is job one. Uh, but he's back. Uh, uh, you tasted this. What do you think? You know, this is delicious. I am not an IPA guy at all. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's not my palate. I'm a I'm a darker beer guy. This is delicious. Yeah. It, the the crisp is the first word. Yeah. The crisp that comes. <clears throat> I'm one of those guys that if I'm looking for something lighter, I'm usually a dark beer guy. But if I'm looking for something lighter, I'll do a Blue Moon with. A little bit of orange juice mm-hmm. or, or an orange slice around the rim or something, and and I'm not saying this is the same thing, but I get that crispness, that refreshing, where I could I could sit and drink these on a hot summer day, breakfast, and get back to back, almost to back. like a breakfast beer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> very <laughs> Beer, it's not just for breakfast anymore. Uh, all right, so uh, we're already like two segments in, having a great time, but Alan, we really haven't had a chance to talk to you yet about um, about man cave. So when we come back. Uh, let's do that first thing. Let's give you uh, an opportunity to tell us a little bit about how this got started, how you got involved, and what uh, what Man Cave is all about, what awesome. your vibe and goal is. Uh, we're live at Man Cave Cigars, and it is in League City, Texas. And, oh, we also got some amazing whiskey to taste here. Uh, you're listening to Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, brought to you by the fine folks at B&B Butchers uh, on Washington Avenue in Houston, one of our favorite places to hang out. And on completely the other side of town, uh, you got Man Cave Cigars uh, in League City. And this, uh, we're here with, uh, what we got a, it's, it's almost like a an esteemed panel of guests. Yeah, uh, I, I feel more like it's a... Uh, Giving uh, us far uh, too much credit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, because credit. we've got... Uh, 
Chris from the uh, Houston Whiskey Social. Uh, we've got Trenton Smith from Oliva Cigars. And we've got Alan Denny from uh, the Man Cave. And, Alan, how long has Man Cave been open? Four years. Four and years. Uh, we're, we're just a couple of weeks over four years right and now. And so were you here from the very beginning? No, I became a customer uh, a couple of months after they opened. A mm-hmm. uh, good friend of mine and my brother-in-law were coming here. They told me about it. So uh, it was close to the house. And mm-hmm. so I started coming, and I was a customer for a year and a bunch of months. Now, is this kind of like that scene in High Fidelity where uh, you just kept coming in and you wouldn't leave, so they said, well, hell, we'll just hire you? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> they went through a um, – so it's funny. I've been a uh, manager in restaurants for 10 years. I was in auto finance before that, and I had, was actually done with my job. I had uh, gone through some transfers, and the place they put me at – I won't mention the name of the company nor where they had put me, but it was in a bad part of town, and I was done. I gave them three weeks' notice. Still a regular customer here, and the day after I left my job, I'm sitting in here one day, and uh, they had to make a transition. They had to uh, get rid of somebody, and so they asked me if, if I wanted to work for them, and I'm like, I don't think you can, you know. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, they said, well, look, you know, come on. You know, if you if you, something better comes along, you, we understand. I stuck around. You know, they yeah. they they promoted me rather quickly. We uh, we made some drastic changes when when I first started working here. None of that beautiful twenty four hour members lounge. The humidor was half less that size, than, less than half mm-hmm. the size it is now. Wow! And so we did some some huge expansion and and become. In my opinion, one of the one of the nicest shops in the Houston area. I like how the shop is laid out. Like when you walk in the door, you have the counter right up front, but it's not in an unfriendly like stop here kind of way. You have this great little sitting area up here. You have the the oval uh, card table we're sitting at here. I mean, it's it's laid out to where you kind of want to just walk through it and check it out. I also love the the glass around the humidor. That's so mm-hmm. nice because it it makes it feel. It's a huge humidor in the first place, but it makes it feel so open when you're on the inside. It is. Too. It's very feng shui. <laughs> right. Well, as many cigars as you have in there, it doesn't feel cluttered. Like, you feel like you can see what you're looking for. Oh, know, it's cluttered. It's nice. Well, <laughs> well, you know what it's else, cluttered. You know what else I really like about that, though, is it al- allows the employees excuse me to kind of keep an eye on you while you're in there because obviously you don't want people you know pocketing cigars and taking them home for free but without having to like be all over you if you say no i'm just going to browse the humidor you know we've all been there you've been in a cigar shop and the employee follows you in there it doesn't quite feel like they're just there to help you it feels like they're there to watch you loss prevention you You know know, that the average age of a cigar smoker is is 40 and up and the average median income is like 60000 a year. So the, the typical customer that comes into a cigar lounge is not a, a deadbeat. You know, it's, it's not somebody. Mo- yeah, most, most of the well, guys. Until are, Ian and I showed up anyway. <laughs> uh, as you notice, we have glass so I can watch into the humidor yeah. if y'all are in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we want it to feel homey, but we want it to be comfortable, but we want it to be a little higher class too yeah and one of the interesting things i notice every time i come in here you've got all these plush chairs where people mm-hmm. could get really comfortable and everybody's sitting at the round table and that's one of the interesting things about a cigar shop uh just the camaraderie the conversations it, it's like the cheers of cigars well it, it makes me think of when you have a party at your house you can have all these great places to sit and come everybody hangs out in the kitchen crannies. Everybody's standing around the kitchen. Yeah, everyone yeah. could face each other. I also yeah. like how your nooks are set up. You have TVs if you want to watch it, but the little nooks aren't set up 
to feature the TV. They're set up so you can talk to the person right. next to you or across from you, mm-hmm. which is really and nice. The poker table, you know, it's funny. For a long time, it was the poker table. And and Trent can attest to this. When, when so can I. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, you weren't – what I'm fixing to mention, you weren't really a regular at the time. So it was when we did the expansion. Used to, Cliff, Stacy, and I, we hung out in that front section. That's where everybody stayed when the reps came in. We sat there. People would pull these rolling chairs from the, from the poker table over to that front section. Is when we did the expansion, and we were adding all this inventory in, that we moved here. And it actually made some customers mad because they were used to coming in and sitting <laughs> in those comfortable in chairs. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got boxes and boxes and boxes just piled up. We're doing inventory. We're pricing stuff. We're getting <laughs> it ready to go out. And this, then when Chris and Yuante started coming here on the regular – and on Friday nights, this became the whiskey table. Right. And now on our Friday night whiskey nights, on a low night, we'll have a grand, two grand worth of whiskey and scotch. And we're talking six, eight people. And then on a big night, it has not been unforeseen to see $15,000 or more in whiskey, and whiskey, scotch, and bourbon around this table. We have this table. We've got a, a little bar area that's right behind another table that's behind you, Ian. And then we'll set up on that uh, little counter over there. Plus, people have their bags, their travel bags of bottles underneath just the table. Just a question. Do you have to be a member to be Negative. a part Absolutely. of any of that? You just walk no. in the door and have a cigar and hang out and That's be cool. it. Yeah, so we, th- we've got guys that and ladies that come from literally every part of the city. We've got uh, uh, Sergio David that owns Galveston Island Cigars down in Galveston. He comes up he here on the regular. He drives all the way up here for from Galveston. We've got <laughs> We've got uh, uh, Jesse and Abby. They come in from Atascacita. We've got people. What about uh, Eric or uh, Robert and or not or Eric and Annie. Annie. That, that they drive, drive all the way from to a 290, 249. Yeah. The northwest side uh, of Yuante town. Yuante comes in from Katy. We've got uh, Sheila that drives in from Spring or the Woodlands. There's or quite a few. Way, yeah. uh, Spring Conroe, something like that, that Ouch. she drives down here. So they literally come from all over the On city. a good Friday, you'll see 20 people in 50 bottles sitting on the table because it's not it's I not like those odds it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's the goal is not to to get hammered it's to try something new and to find something you've never had before and and it, it helps both the industry here in houston by being able to try something before forking out the money for it but also getting to try something that would not like for instance this bottle here which i have on the table is a bottle of blanton straight from the barrel is not available in the united states you have to get it from overseas so it's fun for someone to just come here and try something that you'd otherwise not be able to try. Well, yeah. you know, so, one of the cool things about that, and I've done, uh, like, scotch tastings at my house and stuff because I usually have more bottles of scotch than most of my friends. Um, not as many as you, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but still, you know, a respectable collection. But what's nice about it is when you invite people over, you could try a bunch of different whiskeys and scotches and stuff. You, it's, it's cost prohibitive to do that at a bar a lot of times. Very and cost, that's not... Yeah. It's not saying that you shouldn't go to a bar and drink. That's not by any means. But, like, it's nice to know when you go to a bar and you plop down $20 for a drink that you know you're going to like it. Right. You know, and what's nice about doing a whiskey share like that, that's in air quotes, is that you can take little sips of a lot of different whiskeys. Sure. And that's the goal. And yeah. you get to try so many things that you wouldn't even normally try, mm-hmm. you know. It's, uh, you know, we, we've got guys that come in here for their first time. Hey, I heard about this. Come sit down and, and have a drink or, or five. You know, we're not. And then the next time they come in, they bring a bottle. And maybe they bring in a $20 bottle because they're new to bourbon or they're new to, new to whiskey as a whole. And they bring something mm-hmm. that's maybe the majority of us wouldn't drink. But they bring it. They, sh- they share it with us. And they share our stuff. And then the next time they come in, we've got guys now that, are, that, uh, that the first time they came in were bringing a 
a $16 bottle and now they're bringing in a $200 bottle. Oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, the nice thing about it is you can try everything, you know. And it, there's no cost. Yeah. There's no charge. You just simply, it's a bottle share. Bring something right. and a smile on your face, sit down at the table, have a cigar, and just simply talk. You meet someone new and you honestly, you can't leave the table without making friends with everybody. Yeah. It's, it's Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you about this. This is, uh, I did a whiskey sniff right after the first segment and I ended now, up with. What did with, you choose? Well, uh, how do you pronounce this? You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not from Sweden, so I'm going to say <laughs> Sven. Sven. H-V-E-N. Spirit of Ven. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, it's called Haven or Sven Seven Stars. It's a Swedish. Single malt, a Swedish single, a Swedish malt. single malt. I didn't know there it's, was such a thing. There, it's there quite are good. Few, there are quite a few single malts out there, not from your standard Japan or Scotland or Ireland. It's it's tremendous. Um, it's not available here from the from what I've seen. They're in slightly smaller bottles at 500 milliliters as opposed to 750. But you can get it overseas, and there's a few websites like Master of Malt or the Whiskey Exchange, and they'll they'll ship them to you here in Texas. It's and this a, is almost it's it's like a almost looks like a te- uh, what, what do you a, call a it? Beaker? A, a beaker? Like a beaker, yes. yeah. Like yeah. a little beaker there? It's uh, it's uh, round and fat at the bottom and then gets skinny on its way to the top. Um, but so that's, a, that's, a, that's a really interesting looking bottle. It's a very malt forward. It actually, the mm-hmm. nose reminded me of beer, of a light beer. Reminded me of my, I don't want to say high school days, we'll say legal age days. Cake stands. <laughs> and that's good. It's got, it's, it's got a very light beer smell to it, but after the second or third sip, it really brings forward a lot of dry fruit. And, you know, I tried it neat at first, and then I added a little water, and it brings in uh, a lot of the honey and honey. Uh, malt yeah. smell to it especially, and you you get those flavors a lot more. Just a touch of water was all it took. All right, Ian, make sure you take a, a photo of that, and let's put it up on the Facebook page. I will do. I love uh, this label here, too. Yeah, I'm taking a photo of that. That's a beautiful bottle. Every, every time Chris comes in, or almost every time I can say, he brings something neat, something new, something you'd never see. Uh, it was about a year ago. And he brought in a bottle that was, I don't know, bottled in 1941. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got a bottle that he got in auction from 1941, made it through the Blitz. Yeah. Made it through all the bombings. Yeah. He buys mm-hmm. it at auction and brings it in here. Forty-eight states. And you Before talk the landing yeah. of the moon. Yeah. And you wow. talk about phenomenal. Actually, the owner Cliff. Who is not a bourbon whiskey guy? He'll try stuff. He's, he loved he's, it. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, absolutely. Retired loved it. cop, very straightforward guy. I don't think I've ever seen him smile. <laughs> um, but we came in and, and we pulled the cork out of that thing, and that cork—I've never seen a cork shrivel. <laughs> <laughs> but after eighty years in a bottle, it just had shriveled to to a half little, the size it was. All right. So many questions. I want to ask uh, some cigar questions. I want to ask some more questions about Oliva uh, and. Chris, you've got to uh, let us sample a couple more of these before you have to go. You're listening to Smoking and Toasting. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. I can already tell we're going to need to schedule another uh, episode of the show here at Man Cave Cigars. We got so much to talk about, so much to sample. Keep talking. I'm taking pictures. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to, uh, to talk to you guys about cigars a little bit. Um, Alan, when, when you've got the kind of humidor that you guys have got here at Man Cave, there's just this enormous selection. You walk in and 
your head spins a little, and then you kind of like settle down and, and uh, try to start shopping and stuff. Now, I personally, I love that. I want to be almost overwhelmed and then go through. But do you ever find that, like, with some people, you know, there's an adage in retail that you that called uh, paralysis by variety or something like that. I, I don't think I'm saying it right. But where people don't know what to buy because there's so much selection so they don't buy anything does that happen with cigars or cigars different well not not necessarily they don't buy anything but they may not may not buy as much as you'd hope yeah um you know we we tend to talk to the customer do you smoke a lot what do you smoke you know if they can give me yeah exactly if they will i like a real rich strong okay i know where to take them um i'm new i'm here with my brother he's trying to get me in i know where to take uh, Aliva Connecticut Reserve or the uh, San Cristobal Elegancia by Ashton. Two very nice light cigars, breakfast cigars almost what I call them. Um, they're Connecticut's, they're light, they're mild, there's no spice to them, but they have a good flavor. That's where I point them. Now the funny thing is you've got several people working here at the shop. So I'm going to refer them to what I like. Cliff is going to refer them. Oliva. <laughs> Cliff is going to refer him to what he likes. Oliva. Oliva. Um, you know, and, and, and Stacy may point and Omar may point. And then, you know, a lot of times if we're busy, our regulars here are not just customers. They're family. We've got people like Chris Hart, Gene Beck, Jason. If I'm busy at the counter, Chris has no problem talking to somebody in the, in the humidor. And he may point him to something else that's lighter. Gene may point him to what he's been smoking that week. The problem comes is then that same customer comes in four yeah, days later, a week Chris. later, and goes, man, that was great, but I can't remember the name of uh. what you got me. What was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what uh. I smoked this morning. <laughs> so we'll point him to something else. We tell people, look, everybody's got a smartphone. Even mm-hmm. if you don't, you've got a take flip a phone with a camera. Take a picture of the band. And if you say, hey, I liked this cigar and I like this one, but I don't like this one. I want to try something new. I can figure out what you liked about the first two and what you didn't like about the third one. Mm-hmm. I can start pointing. You know in the that right customer direction. service approach is one of the things I love about going into a cigar shop, and I will do this in every cigar shop. I walk in, I say hi. Um, sometimes there's conversation. Sometimes I just go in a humidor and wander around, and I look like that guy. You know, I'm not wearing a trench coat or anything, so I don't quite look like I'm pocketing everything. But uh, but I'll wander around just to see what you have, and then when I do engage conversation, I'm always going to ask the proprietor, whoever's helping me out, what do you recommend. You know, we get we get a lot of like so when somebody first comes in the shop, if it's a if Chris walks in the shop and he goes straight to the humidor, I'm not walking in there. I'm not even going to go ask him what he's looking for because he knows what he's looking for in the humidor. Somebody that's new in the shop first time, maybe the second. We give them a couple of minutes to walk around because for all I know, they know exactly. Maybe they came in yesterday Mm -hmm. and talked to Cliff and they knew exactly what they wanted. But we give them a minute to look around. Then I'll go in and ask him. I don't want this to be like a car dealership. I don't want to follow them around and make them uncomfortable. No, I just want to look around. Cool. I'm going to let you look around. I'm going to come sit back outside. Yeah, and my thing is I like to walk in, and I do what I call my, here's my air quotes again, mental inventory, where I just kind of look and see what all you have. And when I ask, because I'm an experienced cigar smoker, when I ask, hey, uh, what would you recommend, and I tell you what I like, I want to try something different, something I haven't tried a bunch of. Sure, yeah, sure. I can walk in the humidor and find something I know I like, yeah. but it's way fun to try something new and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite things to do is Jorge that owns uh, Stogie's up on Westheimer. Mm-hmm. Great place. We were just it, there. Yeah, 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 there you know, and so if y'all have been there, y'all know that his humidor is about the size of the lounge it's, here. Yeah, it's <laughs> and so you way can, enormous. You can, yeah. you can get lost, but that can be a good thing because I go up there, and every time I go, 
I can find something that I don't carry in the shop and I can try new things. Right. Even some of the brands that I carry and that have a huge footprint in the store, like Oliva or Nat Sherman or, or Fuente, I can still find something from those lines up there that I can't find in my own shop. Trenton uh, Smith from Oliva Cigars is here with us today. Trenton, is, is that I know this is happening big time in craft beer. Is it happening in cigars, too, where there is such a, a desire by especially experienced people, uh, experienced smokers or, or beer drinkers, to try something they haven't tried that it can actually be detrimental towards maybe a particular line that you've put out that people liked and sold well, but it maybe doesn't continue to sell as well because everybody's trying to jump on new stuff and forces you to keep you know, canceling stuff and re-releasing stuff. Does that happen? Absolutely, and it actually started back in the boom, like in the 90s. And then we were just happy to find any good cigar. Yeah. Correct. Because there were so many bad ones. Yeah, and a lot of upstart uh, mm-hmm. cigar companies came around, and some of them stayed, some of them didn't. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new releases with the FDA regulations, the pre-2007 era, uh, everything that was released after 2007, according to the FDA, uh, depending on how that ruling goes, is going to have to go up for new copyright. And FDA regulations are just ruling our our world right now. Speaking of which, there was was some breaking news about the Oliva Saison. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) During one of the breaks. I made a mistake. We (laughs) do make the... Oliva Saison, and it is a Cigar International exclusive. So we okay. do still make it, right. but it is so, exclusively for Cigar But you will now have to, have to just buy it online if you're looking That's for right. it. But it does still exist. Okay. Well, um, you, how many different cigar lines does Oliva have now? Oh, we've got, I'd have to count them, but we make the Serie O, we make the Serie mm-hmm. G, Master Blend, which you're smoking now, mm-hmm. the V, the Milanio. We also have the Studio Tobacco lines, which are Cane and Nub. And now we've got mm-hmm. the uh, Connecticut Reserve uh, Nub Cafe, which is a coffee-flavored cigar. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the release of the Gilberto, which is coming out uh, at this IPC, IPCPR. My wife, uh, when we were at the uh, Houston Whiskey Show social event, had a Nub Harvest that she absolutely, Pumpkin she Pumpkin absolutely loved it. And by the way, i got to pick up. Some of those, if you have any left, I don't. We actually Aww, so this weekend, <laughs> yeah, this weekend we had a huge weekend, and the only flavored cigars, the only uh, the only line of flavored cigars that we carry anymore are the cafes. Um, a lot of I, I don't want to down on any company, so I won't talk about them. But a lot of the companies they didn't do do well for our demographic, right? So we eliminated. But the coffee cigars, those do well. With men and women. Yeah. So the fall harvest, the winter blend, the macchiato, the cappuccino, the espresso, they do well with men and women alike. They make sizes that tailor more for men. They make sizes that tailor more for women and <clears throat> some in between. Well, and I'll tell you, my wife loves um, loves flavored cigars, but it was real easy to sort out. When she started getting into cigars a little bit, it was real easy to sort out what a very bad flavored cigar was <laughs> yes. Yes. and what a really well blended flavored yes. cigar was it, it it happened really fast she found a few that she really liked um but generally there was a speaking, lot of them out there just generally speaking if you see the word cherry run yeah yeah don't don't buy a cherry <laughs> oh, cherry swisher sweet that's where i started <laughs> <laughs> or watermelon watermelon <laughs> like back in watermelon well, i'll say high school college, yes, you know. yeah well yeah that's right uh a nub is has just been a sensation did 
I mean, I realize you weren't necessarily one of the creators of it, but did Oliva have any idea when Nub was released that it would be the sensation that it's become? You know, I wasn't with Oliva when that was released. I was with another company, and I just thought, okay, this is just a fad. It's going to go away soon. But that little cigar packs a lot of tobacco, Mm -hmm. and the bigger ring gauge is going to burn cooler. You're going to get a burst of flavor from the start. Uh, and it's just a wonderful, complex cigar for the size that it is. Yeah, it, it really is good. Uh, there's really nothing in the Oliva portfolio that I don't enjoy at the right time and the right smoking experience. And that's I don't know that you can say that for most cigar companies. They've usually got one or two that I would, oh, you know, I'll pass. You know, y'all mentioned something earlier when I was helping a customer about some of the cigars should be priced more. And Oliva is a wonderfully priced cigar. It really they, is. They, they hold one of the biggest footprints in our humidor. Um, and that's not only our relationship with Trent, but also the quality of the cigars. And it, they do make a wonderfully priced cigar throughout all of the lines. If you've got a, a budget smoker that, hey, I can't afford to do $10 cigars all day, then you've got the, the G line where they can come in at starting at about five bucks mm-hmm. a stick or so. But you've got the, the customers that they come in and they're doing a celebratory thing or they just have more money than, you know, they know what to do with. And they can go straight for those Milanio like Figurados yeah. <laughs> that, that are a little bit higher price point, but they're a fabulous cigar as well. Mm-hmm. So they have an entire range. So quick question. What is the price point on this uh, Master Blend that we're smoking? The Master Blend Churchill is around 13 and the most expensive, Clint just mentioned it, is our uh, Milanio Figurato. This That's is, a $15 cigar. This is a delicious cigar. We have a thing on here we do called uh, Price vs. Quality, where it's 1 through 10, and 5 is you get exactly what you pay for. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to put this cigar at $13. I'm going to put this at an easy 6 to 6.5 because yeah. this is a great. It's more complex. It's getting... The little sweeter flavors right now to balance the pepper, and, and it changes as you go through this. It cigar. does. It's got a, it's picked up a little bit of uh, uh, more wood and campfire kind of to it. Campfire, it's, I like that. That might yeah, be it, a little in a Freud. great way, you know. I mean, in a great <laughs> yes. way. Yes, really we, nice. we we talk a lot about eight and nine dollar cigars that smoke like twelve and thirteen dollar sure. cigars. That's one of our kind of a sweet spots on the show is we seem to talk about a lot of those. In this case, I think you've got a $13, $14 cigar that smokes like a $19, $20 cigar. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the limited production. Uh, but real quick, back to the Milanio. The Figurato was the number one cigar of the year, according to Cigar yes. Aficionado. And yes. the Figurato is a $14, $15 cigar, depending on where you are. And that's our it's most amazing. expensive cigar. All right. We have been negligent in whiskey tasting. So we will be back with the final segment of the show. And we'll do some whiskey tasting because Chris Hart is, is here and he's brought some things from his personal collection that we can't let the show finish without trying. So uh, it's smoking and Toast, and thank you guys for listening. On the beach in Hawaii Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 46. My name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry. And we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, uh, located in a really nice little stretch of Washington Ave. You I get like a that. nice view if you're on a patio I downtown. I like that part. Yeah. yeah, you really do. And we highly recommend smoking and drinking on the outdoor patio all the way upstairs on the, the third floor, isn't it? 
the oh, third, it's the second, second, floor. It's the second, second floor. floor. It's tremendous. It just seems like it's way up there. So it's a lot of stairs, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the second floor. They <laughs> do have an elevator, though. <laughs> That's why I was climbing the stairs. I was like, jeez. <laughs> uh, so uh, we uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, Alan, thank you so much for having us. This hey. has been a blast, and before the show ends we will beg to come back uh, loved having y'all so, out <laughs> loved being on the show the last time so. yes all, always always fun to have you on uh trenton smith with the leva cigars is here and he has provided for us these really wonderful master blend threes this uh, i don't know i started to say it may be my favorite but man it's it's hard to it's hard to really pick a favorite because that um uh, you're. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on your uh, your top end. Um, the the Melania. Yeah. Thank you. The Melania is is tough to argue against in any situation. Yeah. But uh, but this this is just wonderful. So complex, and I'm down to maybe the last third here and liking it even more. Yeah, and it's picking so, up a little more of the peppery flavors now too. That's, that's why I'm liking it. I like the pepper. The I like the nice the thing about cigars is when you're drinking whiskey, bourbon, scotch, whatever, you will note changes in the whiskey and you will note changes in the cigar depending Both, yeah. on what you're pairing them with well speaking of which yes. holy toledo this whiskey uh you see you're ahead of us all uh, <laughs> on all the tastings today this, so, this lush over here chris this whiskey chris hart from houston whiskey social friend of the show um in fact we've already gone drinking socially and that has to happen again by the way uh, thank you for having us wow that was that was a blast uh has brought some of his personal collection once again and um it starts with this blanton's and you're already you've already told me this is not commercially available is yeah, that right so, <clears throat> i'm not sure what all i explained earlier whether it be on on audio or not on mic but we um because i, I kind of covered everything i think before we started recording but Basically, the company that owns Blanton's, the brand, has Buffalo Trace distill it and produce it, but lets them get their cut by only releasing the regular Blanton's, which is around 46% here in the States. And hard to find, by the way. It's allocated, yeah. It's, 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 if you can find it here in Houston, it ranges from 49 if you're like at Total Wine or some place that has, has it marked down all the way. But generally, if you find it, it's around 55 to 60 um, it's a you know a great whiskey. I'm a big fan of Blanton's. Um, it's one of their more well well known legendary brands. But this this bottling particularly is uh, straight from the barrel. It's it's cash strength at 126 percent, 125.6. You can only get it overseas, as well as the the black Blanton's, the green Blanton's, and the gold Blanton's, all overseas only. So if you're traveling and you find it, it's always a great thing to have. At have the house, it home. right? Yes, it's a great commemorative item. It's fantastic. Absolutely. It's delicious. It well, is, the, it's full flavor, man. The nose on it is just astounding. It's not. It's, it's like, not cut with anything, and it it just is a sweet, mm. uh, you know, marzipan. That whole thing is just yeah, sweet even at, brown even sugar. Sixty two point eight. The brown sugar and little cinnamon uh, flavors in there, and a little oak too. That's fantastic. Now I do want a little splash of water because I want to uh, see if that opens up a little bit uh, more, but. Wow, you just, even though it's very strong and you get that heat up front and all the way through. All the way through. Uh, you you do, as Ian was saying, it, the heat doesn't obscure the flavor at all. I mean, you just get that, no, it's delicious. that cinnamon and, oh, wow, that's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you tried it with water yet? Yes. 
Yes, and, and your it, thoughts. It opens it up really nice. It's this is just a beautiful whiskey. Like this is one of my favorites. And you've brought a lot of whiskey to, <laughs> to yeah. every time yeah. we've hung out. And this is one of my favorites you've brought. Well, the nice thing when Chris brings and stuff like this, you know, if if you were to sit down and have drink an entire bottle, you would be an alcoholic. Oh man! <clears throat> but when you're sampling and you sample out of 20 different bottles, you are a connoisseur. I love that. <laughs> That's what's important. You know, distinction and perspective are very important in life, and this is, this is one of those times. Now, this just... I don't know if there is a cigar this wouldn't marry, but this is probably marry with a white owl. I mean, but, well, uh, yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with White Owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need That's to come. Machine ba- made. You need to come back over again. Uh, no, this is. Uh, it's just wonderful, though, with this master blend. Wonderful, absolutely. And I, when I did my whiskey sniff earlier, I actually avoided this particular bottle because I knew we'd be trying it later. And this is amazing with the cigar, especially the tail end of the cigar. It's the last third of the cigar. It's a so lot of people, robust and wonderful. A lot of people get frustrated because it's the best they have, and you can't get it here. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I do it's, feel like we're teasing people. A well, little. you know, the standard Blanton's is no slouch either. Like that is a delicious and, no, is liquid. Not. And right as there. Chris pointed out, you can find this if you're overseas, and if you do, and it's actually buy it quite. And bring it it's actually quite prevalent. Oh, I mean, see, when you're traveling, you can find it pretty easily. <laughs> but the regular um, stuff here, you, you, it's hard to find. So I'm going to Mexico later in the year. Will they have it there? You know, I've never seen it in Mexico, but I've only been there once, and it was just a hop across and back, duty free. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, like, for instance, I'll give you the, the inside scoop, the insider trading. There's a couple of uh, websites, like Master of Malt, which is a U.K.-based website. When they get it in, Americans buy all that they can as fast as they can. So if you visit masterofmalt.com regularly, there's quite a few things there you can't get here. But they, when they get it in, we try to buy as much as we can, and they ship it here. Now, the shipping's a little expensive, but to get this, regular Blanton's is about 60 bucks with tax. This bottle with shipping pushes 125, 130. But you're getting you go from 46 yeah. proof to 63 proof. It's it's up there, man. It's delicious. Wow. It, and and again, just I can't imagine a cigar that this wouldn't pair with. It's just such such a nice. Uh, with bourbon, it's fairly easy to find, especially with our American palates. We enjoy notes of brown sugar and sweetness. It's hard not to find a good cigar that pairs with any bourbon. So for you, Chris, are you more, still more of a single malt guy, or does bourbon like enter into your upper echelon? So I started with single malts. Um, you know, when I, and I've told this story. I, I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, but when I met my wife, I had the palate of someone who had no refinement whatsoever. And she, you know, pretty girl, she says, hey, I love wine. We should get together and have a bottle of wine. And, of course, me wanting to impress a pretty girl, I say, yeah, I love wine. Never trying wine whatsoever. <laughs> but I realized um, with anything, whether it be food or sushi or anything, it just simply takes time for you to learn to enjoy the spirit before you're, you know, when you adjust to it. We all start off drinking light beers. We move to the Shiners and the Ziggenbox. Then we hit the craft, right? Mm-hmm. You all grow. And I know I covered that last time. But with, with whiskey, I thought, okay, if I can learn to love wine, and I love a good Cabernet, a good Pinot Noir, a Malbec, a good red, period. But when I realized that, I thought, okay, I'm going to learn to like whiskey. And I started off with single malts. And Brooklady's, your Laphroaig's, I just think they're 
just tremendous. And then, of course, I, I moved over to bourbon because you can't be here in Houston without – you can't be in the whiskey scene here without knowing bourbon. Everyone loves bourbon here. And I, I've to answer your question in short is I've learned to love them both equally. Alan, you uh, mentioned during one of our breaks that you're not as fond of the peatier stuff. Uh, but this isn't all that peaty. How does this strike you? Oh, this this is amazing. You know, it's it's not an Isla whiskey. And, and there's some of the peats I do like. Um, uh some of the some of the Belvinis that do have some peat to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really enjoy. All of them enjoy. do, for yeah. the record. Um, it's the, it's the <laughs> peatiness that has that medicinal taste that has that, like you're drinking a band-aid that's that's the ones that i can't wrap around the smoke i like there's a is westland westland does a pita there that's out of seattle yeah and and i really really enjoyed that Uh, michelle solomon brought one in when we did a peated uh whole peated night here at the cave they do all single malts they do a peated a sherry a regular i mean it's just all of them are fantastic yeah it was really really good um trenton you handed us um Another cigar which we have not tried. That is the Gilberto Oliva. Is this the one you were talking about? That your that your next release? Yes, that is launching actually right now and at our trade show in uh, about a week and a half. And we've got uh, two different flavors: the Gilberto, which is called the Reserve, and that is an Indonesian wrapper, Nicaraguan filler. And then the one you've got in your hand is the Blanc, and that is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. So that one's very mild. Very mild, and then the other one's got a little more of correct a and punch to price it. point six fifty to eight bucks depending wow, on the size. Nice. This is you know again Oliva just seems to know how to price their cigars to be more than competitive. I think with uh, other cigars that are in your same price. Absolutely, range. and it's, you should find those in shops uh, mid to late July. Mid to late July. Okay, we'll uh, we'll be looking for them. I'm excited to smoke these. Uh, this has been a real treat, you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Glad Thank you could you. come out. Um, you know, this is this little tasting is just a, as I talked about our Friday night whiskey nights. I invite everybody to come out, whether you're a whiskey connoisseur, you're new to whiskey, come out to the man cave on on a Friday night with Chris and Yuante and the Houston Bourbon Society, the Houston Whiskey Social, Whiskeys of the World, all the other festivals that they have. Whiskey's gotten real big here in Houston. And we've tried to enhance that. And so we've kind of become the whiskey hub. Everybody knows on a Friday night they can come out and try anything that they may have never had. This Friday I'm going to be doing an Elijah Craig flight. I'll have Elijah Craig 12. I'll have Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, Elijah Craig 18, and I'll have an Elijah Craig 21 here for everybody. It'll be free. Come in. Try it. Uh, while supplies last, I only and have I one. I was wondering what to do on Friday. I only have <laughs> I one bottle of the know. 18 and one bottle of the 21, but I'll have them here for uh, – for people what time to do you sample. usually start this? Uh, you know, it's it's really funny. Some guys start coming in around two, and we do a bunch of networking. A lot of bankers, mm-hmm. guys from the petrochemical industry, stuff like that. <laughs> One guy. No, no, we have our two o'clock. They do they do their socialing, social networking in the back, and then those guys will start to leave anywhere between five and six, and then we'll have the the, the Friday night whiskey night cruise comes in starting around five or six. They stay till 11 when we close, and then they go to the private members lounge. We have several members that are always up here. So if you stay after and you're here chilling out with us, you're welcome to go over to the members lounge as well while we clean up the shop. And then whoever's working goes over there, and we finish the night. That sounds like a blast. Man Cave Cigars is at uh, 2800 Marina Bay Drive at South Shore Harbor uh, in League City. 
and you can't miss it. It says Cigar Lounge right there on the uh, outside of, of the building. Or does it, what does it say? Does it say Cigar, cigar lounge? lounge? Cigar yeah. Lounge, okay. Because I know some people come in and think it's a man's lounge. Yeah, that's different. not what it is. We had a huge Man Cave logo out there, and it blew down. We had oh, a torrential wow. windstorm about a month and a half ago, and we haven't gotten the new sign up. But yeah, it does say Cigar Lounge out there. You can see the tinted windows. We take up about half of the... The strip center. So. And it's called the man cave, but women are welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And encouraged. Well, uh, guys, thank you again so much, and uh, we would uh, love to come back and do this again very soon. Absolutely, whenever you'd like. All right, stay tuned for details about the Whiskey Sniff. We're putting all of that together. Uh, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash smoking and toasting. Episode number 46 is in the books. Have a great week, and uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.